Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. All right. Um, Good morning, everybody. Um, My name is Ella. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Ella. I'm glad to see people I know and always glad to see people I don't know because this program um, has saved my life. Now, that's that's no exaggeration, really. Um, just as it was talking about in the Voices of Recovery, I had no life um, prior to coming into program. Well, I mean, I had a life that appeared as though I had a life. I was breathing and um, I had some degrees from school and I had some jobs and I had some friendships and um, I had a roof over my head, but I did not really inhabit in any way my life. And I'm saying this because I was totally obsessed with weight and and eating. And if I wasn't binging, then I was on a diet. And if I wasn't, um, I, I was never thin before I came into the program, but I, I certainly thought that, that every obstacle in my life was on account of how much I weighed. You know, that, that illusion that if only I weighed the right thing, I would be okay. So I came into program, um, I came into program at age 40 in 1982. And so I've been here half my life. And um, this is remarkable because when I first came in, um, I couldn't stand it. I, I didn't like anything about it. I went to my first meeting and they said, hi, Ella. And I just thought, gag me. I can't stand this. Who are these people? What is this room? Um, it, it was just awful. And I, the, the magical thing is that I won the big book in a raffle. They had a literature raffle at this meeting and I won the big book. And I don't win raffles. So it was such an a remarkable occurrence that I thought, well, I won this book, I might as well read it. And I opened it up to the doctor's opinion, which in case you haven't read it, is a remarkable piece of writing. And it explained to me that I had an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And I didn't eat because I was such a neurotic you know, messed up person, afraid of intimacy, wanting to be fat or all the other psychological goo-goo that people were throwing at me. Um, but that I ate because I, I ate as an alcoholic drinks. And um, that is my, that is the understanding that has stayed with me and made me really, I feel it was the thing that set this apart. Yes, people think it's the love and it's the, you know, the program and the steps and the tools, and that's true. But it was also the understanding that this is an addiction. At least that's the understanding I have. 
And once I understand that I'm an addict, I join the company of addicts who have to do a certain thing in order to recover, which is stop messing with the substance. And that's a tall order for an addict because I know somebody had one definition of addiction is you can't say no to the thing you want to say no to. And nobody, I don't think other people really understand that, that much as I wanted to stop, it seemed as though I couldn't. So I came in and I got a sponsor and I kept on coming to meetings um, regardless of whether I liked them or approved of them or thought that they had anything to teach me. But I just on coming because as someone much wiser than I told me, they have identified the problem, have they not? And I said, uh, yeah, okay. And that there were people in that room who ate as I ate and had stopped. And that was the most important thing that I heard, that you ate as I ate, meaning you took a pan of brownies out of the oven, stood there, ate the whole thing, burning your tongue, what, weeping, saying, God, help me not do this. But that was, but somehow, and somehow eventually that miracle happened. So I could hold on to the fact that there were people who stopped whether or not I could. And I want to say that um, I, you know, as I said, I've been in here 40 years and it wasn't until um, I came in in 1982 and it wasn't in t until the winter of 1996, I think, that I became abstinent and have not had to eat um compulsively since then and by that i mean i haven't had to binge go back and eat a whole other meal eat certain foods that are just off the you know they're just for me they're alcoholic foods i don't eat them um, because i have no desire and no ability to eat them in moderation and um so what did I do for those 13 and a half years in which I was floundering? Um, I kept coming back. I never left the meetings. I didn't lose the meetings no matter how much weight I gained. I didn't leave the meetings whether I had just binged, you know, the minute before. I didn't leave the meetings um, no matter what. Um, and. The other thing that helped me be, was the things that certain people said. God is only asking you to pick yourself up one more time. And that was really an important thing to hear, which was that every day could be the first day. Any day could be the first day. And it didn't matter how many days I'd quote unquote failed the night, the day before. So that was one thing. The other thing was that I did not give myself the um, permission to um, flake out on any obligation because I had overeaten. So if I had a so if I had a dinner date with you, I showed up, and it didn't matter if I'd just been binging. I I showed up and I ate dinner with you, um, and I don't know why this was important, but it was important to say there was no excuse. It didn't provide me with an out. 
And the other thing was I did not lie about what I'd eaten. My dear, wonderful sponsor that probably one or two of you know, um, who's no longer with us, she listened every day to what I said I'd eaten, and she listened every day to what I said I was going to eat, and they bore no relation to each other. But she just kept on saying, you're being honest, dear. It's, you know, she just did not, I don't know, she didn't say anything to sugarcoat the situation. Um, She didn't tell me everything was fine, but she didn't ever in any way um, chastise, say, oh dear, or why, or whatever. And, um, and also I want to say that in that time, I tried different aspects of our program. I tried different food plans. Um, and I, I say to anybody, I don't think there's any magic in the food plan. The food plan that works is the food plan I stay on. And that can be a fairly loose one, or it can be um, a very prescribed one, whatever seems to work and different things seem to work at different times. If it was just the food plan, you know, we would all just get a sheet and walk out of here and we'd be fine. And, you know, I know there's some people who say that if you just eat protein and vegetables, you will be fine. Well, honey, I can binge on anything. And I remember that I was actually a patient of Dr. Atkins, the famous Dr. Atkins. And he would say, you can eat all you want of certain things. But then I was not losing weight. And he was rather upset because, you know, he was a guy who guaranteed that you'd lose weight if you just did what he told you. So he asked me to write down what I was eating. And, um, you know, one day I came in and he looked at this thing and he said, it says here you ate 10 pork chops. And it says here you ate two pounds of cheese. What? And I said- Five minutes left. I said, you said I could eat all I wanted as long as I did not eat carbohydrates. And he was just, he was baffled. And I was just like, what? You guaranteed that I could eat all I wanted of those things. And um, and certainly at one point I had gained 70 pounds, never touching carbohydrate. And at that point I said, well, F this, I'm going out and buying some ice cream. Um, so there, um, I guess all I kept on doing was putting one foot in front of the other being honest, showing up at meetings no matter what. And it says, take away the shame. Like it says, that, that, that is such an enemy of, of, our, of our disease. It's not an enemy of the disease. It's an enemy that the disease produces. It's like shame. Oh, I don't want to show up. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh, I've gained weight. Well, whatever in a group with this is a group of people who have eaten out of garbage pails there is nothing to be ashamed of in front of us um we we have done it all you and that that is really important it's just that consistency of showing up and i remember once we had a a a, a fellow in the program who said to me 
are you willing to work this program without hope? And I don't know really what he meant by that, but I think he meant that was I just willing to do whatever it was and not judge what happened by what the result was. In other words, was I willing to keep coming to the meetings? Was I willing to tell the truth? Was I willing to the best of my ability to refrain from certain foods? And honest to God, I don't know why on January 6th of 1996, that was the last day I binge. And I, and today, you know, I mean, there's probably some people who think my food plan's too loose. There's probably some people who think it's too restrictive, but we have another person who says, you don't want to be, you don't want it to fit you like a straight jacket so you can't breathe. And you don't want it to fit like a muumuu that's falling off you. So um, I have certain parameters. I eat three meals a day. Um, there are certain foods I don't eat no matter what. And, you know, I do not read the riot act if I ate an extra carrot. Um, I, I do not eat the riot, read the riot act if I have something I didn't plan as long as I'm not overeating or eating foods that I don't eat. And the other thing is to keep on coming to meetings, to be of as much service as possible, both in and out of the program, and to realize that my life is not contingent. My worth is not contingent on what I weigh. My worth is not contingent on what I eat. And that there is a place in this program, no matter what. And all I have to do is keep coming back, put one foot in front of the other. And no matter how many times I fall flat on my face, say, well, God help me. I just have to pick myself up one more time. I don't know if what anything I've said has been of any help to anyone, but um, I'm living proof that you can flounder around like a complete jerk for quite a while. And then eventually something good happens. So I'm so grateful to be here. And um, I'm really eager to hear what you all have to say. And thank you very much, David, for inviting me.